Welcome to this week's episode of If You're Happy, Do You Know It? This week's episode features Johnny Stacy, otherwise known as the fitness dad, if you're one of those people who hangs around online. He is a personal trainer, an awesome person, a great friend, and he's got a lot of interesting thoughts um, about being positive, being happy, and moving forward with one's life, even after um, terrible tragedy, which you'll hear about. Um, what a guy. Enjoy. And if you do enjoy, as ever, please do subscribe, review, rate, tell all your buddies in the real world and the digital world that you love listening to. If you're happy, do you know it? already started right okay welcome johnny john jonathan stacy to the podcast arena in this beautiful <laughs> gray room <laughs> with a scented candle with a scented candle yeah we've already set the scene set i've the got a blanket your blanket's there but i My noticed it's, there, go, it's but going unused yeah, it's going whiskey if you want it do you yeah. like whiskey don't know no <laughs> Does anyone actually really like whiskey? I no? bloody love whiskey. But do you actually genuinely I like dream the flavour of... I, yeah, I love it. I don't know, maybe it's... I don't taste, like being drunk, just... so it's not to drink to yeah, get drunk. Yeah, I don't like being drunk anymore. I love the taste. I yeah, I, I feel like I used to when I was 14. <laughs> yeah, definitely. And then I soon went, no, I don't like this. I think because I then associated it with a very bad period. Yeah. Where I was losing control of it. Yeah. So ever since I've been like, oh, I don't like that feeling. Yeah, I mean, I think I, I used, yeah, like started probably drinking when we was like 15 and then kind of retired from drinking at about 19. Yeah. <laughs> which is like actually still really young. Yeah, yeah. And then because I stopped for a period of time and then went on a big night out once. Uh, and to see a band play, I think, and was doing shots and all sorts. And it was the first time in my life I'd had a hangover which actually made me sick and everything. Oh, and wow. then I was like, done. Oh, Never again. Cut it out. Yeah. And you've stuck to... I, I, yeah, like, I just drink, like, I have one or two beers. But as soon as I feel like yeah, yeah. I'm start, it's starting to affect me, then I'll, like, stop. Yeah, I get that. It's funny, I watch... Um... Apart from last Christmas, actually. Last Christmas? Last, um, the, the day before Christmas Eve last year, I went out for a few drinks locally with my brother. Just sit a little closer to And, um, uh, yeah, got a bit carried away. And then Christmas Eve, I was really hanging. Really? Again, being sick. And then that was like, right, that's, that's the nail it. in the coffin. So once done. every, like, ten years? Yeah, like, once every ten every, years, I'm yeah. like, I forgot that, you know, that happens. And yeah. then the next day I remembered. And also because it was Christmas Eve, Katie was going, I can't believe you like this on Christmas Eve. And I was like, I better not do that again. Didn't you first meet Katie um, pissing up a wall for being so drunk? Yeah. For, yeah. Well, yeah, like, like that was... That was art, like we'd met before yeah, yeah. through a friend, like two of our friends were dating, 
and then we kind of met through, I suppose like, we met through Facebook. We started talking through Facebook. Oh. So it's kind of like we invented online dating. I'm going to pip you to that post there <laughs> because Danny and I met. No, we met in person, but then we became friends and closer through MySpace. See, we didn't actually re- we didn't really meet in person. I think the first time we sort of spoke was via, oh, really? via Facebook. We wow. knew who each other were because we'd seen. You could have been catfished or been a catfish. I could have been, and yeah. you weren't. So yeah, I think we kind of missed out there because we should have then invented an online dating app, and now we'd probably be millionaires and like. Yeah, yeah. the dot com bubble has has burst. Yeah, on that. so the ship has sailed. Yeah. Oh, I'd love to invent I always something. think of ideas after the ideas have already been thought of. Yeah, yeah. And I think, oh, that would have been a good idea. So really, I didn't think of the idea. I came up with a great idea years ago, and it's only just happened. It's right. only Someone else has only just done it, really. Right. And, uh, it was re- it's really boring, but like a, a tool for clients to feedback on videos using the platform. Right. Uh but I mean, we were coming. We were trying to do this like eight years ago, and then it just was really hard and expensive, so we just gave up. <laughs> and has the but past... now it exists. Now there's now, loads. Now of it, it exists. Do. Now it exists, though, as the people that first invented it doing financially well. Because well, that, now or... it exists, but like in big, like Vimeo does it now, right? And like as big. So they've basically created it. Yeah, but, but it's that worked. stuff where you go. I did come up with that. Yeah, my phone's doing a BBC News. Stop it. Where are you going? I I thought, BBC I thought, News. I thought that's <laughs> because you were like dropping a Hang huge on. bulletin there. Dutch security services expelled four Russians in April over plots targeting chemical weapons. Watchdog. I what? don't watch the news. No. I don't have it on my phone or anything. People talk to me about the news and like, I don't know. The news. Because Why I'm, do you think the news has the. Um, Oh, what's the word? The ability to make us unhappy. Because then they've got they like they've got that power then, haven't they? It's like scaremongering, isn't it? Yeah. So is that why you avoid it? Yeah, because like everybody I know that is an avid news watcher mm-hmm. is miserable <laughs> and negative about really? life and everything. Even people that are like successful themselves, yeah. but they watch the news. And then they're very negative about the whole world and how we've... Really? That's what I find. So I'm like, it's just depressing, isn't it? Because I think, what is the point? Okay, like, so I watch the news a little bit when it comes to voting and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. And then, like, to get a gist of, like, what's going on. And, but, you know, you get all these people that, mo- like, moan about this and that and take, like, Brexit, for example, and they're all moaning about this and giving their opinions. And it's like, really, unless you are going to go and become an MP, you may as well just shut up because you're not <coughs> going to change anything. <laughs> like, I... Uh, that's just my... and, and no, I've, I'm with you. In a, in a and way, I can't yeah. change it. And if I'm listening to it all the time, it's just going to, yeah, like, make you miserable as well, I find, because you're just like, oh, my God, this is so negative. I do know what you mean, and I probably would agree with you, but then I'm also cautious about, like, not knowing what's going on. Yeah. But I don't know whether it matters what's going on in a way. Yeah, because I think sometimes you think... I also think... 
when it sort of trickles down, how does it really affect me that much? Some things obviously do after a while, but well, that's not hugely affects my day to day life. You know, whether yeah. I mean, I haven't been directly impacted by whether Conservative or Labour, or well, I've never noticed who's in charge, how my life has changed because of them being in charge. I'd I'd bring up two points to that. You probably have. Right. I feel the same. Yeah. But we probably have. Yeah. And second of all, uh, that comes across, and it's not you, as very selfish, <laughs> which you're not. No, but but, but I, I don't know. If you only look at the world as does it affect me? No, like, then but yeah, you, I, but you don't. So you're you're talking yeah, no. shit, mate. Yeah, I don't know. I just don't follow. Yeah, um, the news. No, so I, have I mean, the, like, to be honest, I have no idea what I'm going on about because I don't follow the news. What news? Yeah, yeah. Who's in power? We yeah, don't I don't know. know. They don't even yeah, know. I know. But um, Donald Trump is Prime Minister of the UK. That's about all I know. He is Prime Minister. <laughs> um, I must confess to, I Google the word Trump probably every two hours, except during the period I'm asleep, because the the shit show is so fascinating to me. And I do feel like... But it's um, more entertainment, isn't it? It's not even entertainment. I just, like, I'm so desperate to one day the Google come up and say, we've found that he did commit treason and he's gone. Or Mm. that he died. Or, you know, I'm just, like, I'm waiting for (laughs) the end of, of him. Uh, I suppose, and so every, and then, or I'm waiting for like, what's the next thing that will hopefully lead it closer to him being kicked gone? Out. Yeah, but um, it never comes, and it's like a a watch pot, I suppose. Yeah, it? I mean, doesn't make me happy. Only in America could that ever really happen? I think. Well, you say that, um, but I don't know. I suppose it's like Probably. I mean, they're completely different people, but obviously he's like a business. You know, I don't know what you call them, like tycoon or whatever. Yeah, um, con man, and American one, and yeah, then yeah. these are completely opposite ends of the spectrum. So you got someone like Richard Branson, mm. who like is obviously a nice guy, but that's like him becoming prime minister. Yeah, it's tricky because we don't have that system. Yeah, because the yeah, I mean, I personally think a, a person that, that like if I was an American. I'd be like, there's only one American who should be Prime Minister. Right. And that is Dwayne Johnson. Yeah, yeah. Or President. Yeah. yeah. Uh, president, But the thing yeah, is, sorry. if you never watch the news, you'll never know when he's voted in. <laughs> yeah, but I just want to see him, like, Would you take, do the rock bottom I mean, he's on talked, Kim Jong-un or there something. There has been talk about <laughs> the rock running, and I think he would get it. He probably would. That, they, But that just shows you, like, what I'm... Yeah. Like, Americans are like, oh my god, he's like they love a celebrity. But yeah. I think we do too. I just don't think. I just think the way to the White House is is a different path than yeah. the way to being the Prime Minister. Yeah, it is completely different. Um, so it's a different sort of thing. Uh, I don't know what that but, means. Yeah. That doesn't mean anything, does it? Nothing but, means anything. Mm, and if like the thing is about happiness, <laughs> Jonathan. <laughs> Tell us a bit about, rewind a bit, are you, do you consider yourself a happy person 
And is that based on, if you are, is it based on the fact you never watch the news? <laughs> I mean, the, watch, never watching the news certainly helps me feel happier on a daily basis, I'd say. Yeah, the absence of information. Ignorance yeah. is bliss, genuinely. Yes, because I can't, like, it, I don't know, maybe it's because it would frustrate me because there is nothing I could do to change that mm-hmm. unless I wanted to run and get involved in, like, Parliament and all that, and I don't want to. Yeah. But um, am I a happy person? Um, I think I'm quite happy. Yeah. I think... So, a few years ago, maybe not so much, because I was kind of, like, doing a job that I didn't like, and I was, I was following the guidelines mm-hmm. of life, you know, like... Mm-hmm that road that you are told you have to kind of go down. Yeah. And um, listening to other people too much. Right. And their advice, whether it was like for your best intentions or whatever, but in your head you're like, no, like, yeah, I'm yeah. miserable, I hate this. Kind of, I'm just getting up, going to work, earning money, coming home. Like, and that is not... I, Whereas now I feel happier because I have a job where I feel like I'm actually doing something for someone else's life. And it's not just turning up to earn money and go home. Right. It's like you're having more of an impact. And what is that job for the readers? Personal training. Great. Or, yeah, so I take people and try to get them fitter and healthier Mm -hmm. and just have some sort of impact on their life with that basically that's a lovely thing to do for people and why do you how did you sort of fall into that so i i say fall it you didn't just fall into you you trained and worked hard and became. yeah so basically (laughs) ever since i was probably about 15 i think um we me and my friends started going to the local gym Mm -hmm. at about 15 And then, like, I really enjoyed it. I was quite skinny as a school kid, so it was kind of like, want to get a six-pack and I just want to impress women. That's basically the sole purpose of going to the gym. I want, you know, uh, to be bigger and musclier for that sole purpose. And then, kind of, I carried it on. Some of my friends kind of stopped and then it got to those years where I started drinking and going out a lot and then I kind of slowed down with that. And then put on weight. I was drinking quite a lot. And then I kind of just stopped one day and was like, mm, I don't really like mm. the, like the person that I'm becoming. Um, and then started exercising again. And when I first started exercising, I never really got into the whole nutrition side of it and it wasn't necessarily from more from a health point of view it was purely image right yeah yeah and then when I got back into it it was like I started concentrating and learning more about nutrition and all that kind of stuff um and at the time I was doing I was doing painting and decorating full time when I left school and after doing that for about three or four years I was just like I don't really enjoy it I want to do something else fell up with watching paint dry Literally. Yeah, literally. And um, and then, so then I did a personal training qualification. Tried to get into that, like, at the time, was quite difficult because 
I was earning okay money, and to mm. start it, you had to reduce your money like by a lot. Right. So I tried to carry on doing what I was doing with the painting and build that on the side, which took a lot of effort. And then I kind of stopped for a while and just carried on with carried on exercising, but then I just gave up on the personal training for a bit. Right. And then eventually, like maybe another three, four years later, I was like, no, nah, I've had enough now. I want to change and I want to do something that I enjoy. Like true happiness, I think, is getting up every day and enjoying what you do. Yeah. It's like, interesting because you, I think you're one of the first people that I've spoken to on here who seems very conscious about improving your happiness. Yeah. And and the steps to do it. Because yeah. I think a lot of people, happy or not, don't go, stop there, what do I need to do now? That's yeah, quite yeah. admirable because... Uh, you sort of you, there's that sounds like a few times in your life you sort of gone right that's that's not working I'm unhappy with that yeah change yeah. it yeah and a lot of people go that's not working I'm unhappy with that got no choice carry on yeah and and don't get me wrong for a while like I felt like that because mm. I was again listening to outside people mm-hmm. and they're like looking out for your best interest like because they don't want you to give up a job that you're already kind of doing okay in mm-hmm. to, you know, throw yourself into something that you just don't know. Yeah. And, uh, but I was like confident in my head that I could make it work. And then I was also thinking, you know what, I'm willing to sacrifice a little bit of money to just get up and be happier. Yeah. And then, you know, eventually through hard work and stuff, hopefully the money will come in the end and actually probably more money will come because I'm more happy with what I'm doing. So I'm more likely to work harder at it, more likely to do more hours because I enjoy what I'm doing. Whereas if you're doing something like don't enjoy, then I'm not going to want to put in anything extra to earn more money. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Now you, um, it seems like you very much link your general sense of contentedness with the work that you do. Um, I feel like people are of two minds about this. Some people are like, well, the work's the work and then life is this separate thing and there's a compartment for both. Um, Do you feel like the work is like intrinsically linked to being happy? I think, yeah, I, I think it's important because most of us you work more than you do anything else mm. in your entire life. Yeah, it's mad, isn't it? Yeah. So, <laughs> you know, like, the average person goes to work for, like, eight hours a day. Do they? Yeah. Oh, that sounds... Sounds literally. terrible. <laughs> sounds great. Yeah, well, yeah. True. Yeah. The, so, you know, if you hate your job... Mm then for like a good 70% of your life, you're going to hate hate it. Yeah. So, it's a but stock. then like you said, people kind of like, well, you know, this is what I chose to do. This is the situation, so I just got to get on with it. Yeah. yeah but, have, but why do you though? I think that's definitely like, that was so much more the case for generations before ours. I yeah, feel like and I think like, that's where not. like, um, so like it'd be like people like my mum and that would be worried and they're, mm. 
they're trying to say like you know you should just carry on and like yeah but, but like you said they come from a generation where once you kind of chose your path you stuck to it you went to work you paid your bills yeah you did like the maths of work was work you weren't supposed to that what you you know eight hours a day thing is staggering to mm. think how many people are unhappy in that because like all right say you do do eight hours which is fairly rare now that people work that little so actually it's yeah more like 10 and that's not including if you've got like a commute exactly so you're, well, so you're not like that's not an enjoyable time unless well maybe some people do enjoy that <clears throat> well there's probably another six to eight hours when you're asleep mm. so of your 24 hour day most of it's gone <laughs> yeah yeah uh, yeah, so like the maths is pretty so staggering, and then like, you yeah. you find yourself like living for the weekend if you don't work at the weekends as well. Yeah. So if you have Saturday and Sunday off, you like kind of wish the week away. Yeah. Which just seems crazy. Yeah. So I was like, so yeah, basically, I think that work and happiness ties in together. If mm. you, you know, you have to work is always going to feel like work no matter what you do. Anyway, you're always going to have days. Where you're like, I'd rather not be doing this. Yeah. Um, but I think if you can do find something that you enjoy and do it, and I think that the most people's problem is they're just too scared to to take that leap because yeah. everybody could probably think of something they'd rather be doing, mm. and it might even be like, I don't know. Uh, let's just say that you. Decide, you left school and decided you wanted to be a hairdresser and that was what you wanted to do at the time. But then when you turn 30, you're actually like, do you know what? I wish I'd become a GP. Yeah, yeah. And it's like, but it's too late now. But then it's like, <coughs> well, it's not really. There are ways you could do it. It's not going to be yeah. easy. But, you know, it's worth five years of sacrifice Yeah. to have another 20 years of doing something you enjoy rather than just being like sod it and then just yeah, having yeah. 20 years of doing something you hate. Definitely. I think, uh, yeah, absolutely agree with that. And it's, like I say, I think we, our generation onwards and those underneath us are better at doing yeah. that. But, um, yeah, it's still like, I don't know, if I've, a lot of people have often said to me and to Stu, because we started this business when we were 17. Yeah. Or just turning 18, basically. And people, when you talk to people about that, people are like, oh my God, you were so brave to do that. Yeah. And I'm not blowing my own trumpet. I don't think we really were. I think we were incredibly privileged, grew up in South Bucks, straight white men, yeah, uh, given like support and opportunity by our parents yeah. in a middle class area to go try it. Yeah, at this age when we lived at home and, yeah, we, and yeah. my parents gave us a room to have an office in and stuff like that and people were at the time were like oh you're so brave doing this and for a while we kind of thought maybe we were but actually looking back on it now it wasn't brave it was just it was just sort of blind faith in like well if it doesn't yeah. what am I 17 it doesn't work it doesn't work I'm just yeah, yeah, else. still living at home yeah um, I think the longer you leave things like that and the more responsibility i suppose and the more like the the stakes get higher don't mm -hmm. they so if like if it was now and i'm 34 and people go 
and I haven't done this. Yeah, and yeah. Go, oh, and you, people you go, should start your own company doing it. I'd be like, no, thanks. Yeah, like, I've no, got a mortgage. Yeah, like it's much scarier. Yeah, you know, you've still got all the bills, and I did do it. I did change from doing the painting to the personal training when we had all that. So we already had Arthur, we had a mortgage. Mm, yeah, yeah. And, you know, I probably took, originally took a pay cut of probably like, I don't know, like a thousand pounds a month or something wow, to yeah. go into it. And I was just like, Katie could see how unhappy I was. And, you know, we was just like, we just make it work. Yeah. Like, we've been through like financial tough times and stuff before and we're always like we always manage to come out of it i mean we are fortunate again that we have families that we can fall back on yeah yeah if you know we was really struggling to pay a particular bill yeah but you know i now like i don't like doing that so i always would rather like try 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 and that's like a last resort to try Mm -hmm. and ask someone like from family for that help so again, yeah, <coughs> if I didn't have that, when neither of us had that family support, would I have done it? I don't know. Yeah, it's all, um, so much perspective, isn't it? I, I mean, I, I used to also listen to, so during that period of time, I'd listen to like motivational stuff all yeah. the time. And, and now you're doing motivational stuff right now. Yeah, I suppose, yeah. Yeah, it's weird, you're doing it, it right now. Yeah. So yeah, I used to listen to like st- stuff and get like, just motivated from other people's stories, I suppose. But it took me a long time before I actually put that into action. Was like, right, mm. this is it. It's going to change. Done. And yeah. then, um, and now, like, think like I look at everything completely different. Mm. You know, oh, I want to do this. Okay, well then, let's do it. Let's try and do it. And where do you think that? Have you always had that? Do you think, or did you have to learn the? Let's try and do it. The sort of, I guess, the jumping off the deep end mentality. Yeah, I suppose, like, I, uh, I don't know, I suppose because of taking that first jump into the personal training and it's kind of worked out okay, now it's like, you know, you just, it's not so much the unknown. Mm-hmm. Um so like I now I'm doing something that I enjoy um, financially do okay from it not at a financial position I would be like we're living comfortable mm. but I think that's the next step once we get to, to that step where it's like financially we're you know pretty comfortable you know I've got good family life got a job that I enjoy then pretty content, really. So the word content is interesting because I think people look at content as an even keel. Right. And whereas they look at happiness as like a big a spike in something. Yeah, yeah. But maybe the goal, I don't know, not the goal, but maybe maybe the the way to be is content is that riding the middle is kind of pretty good right mm. like right in the middle rather than the constant ups and downs that I yeah. feel like a lot of us go through in life in general like you sort of is a roller coaster and, and yeah. actually finding a, 
a kind of path through the middle could be quite... Yeah. Maybe that is the ultimate happiness. But I think as well, accepting the fact that there's always going to be ups and downs. Yeah, 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 exactly. I kind of... Except, like, people people are, like, searching... Like, they think true happiness is when, like, everything is perfect. Yeah. All the time. Yeah. But it's, like, that's completely unrealistic. Yeah. I mean, you... If um, financially you think that money is what's going to make you happy, then you could be at a point where you're earning loads of money and then the following year you have a slump. Mm. And it, but that's just the way business works and stuff. But so, also you could uh, get in a car crash or, you know... Like yeah, yeah, anything Your could family, change. something could go wrong with... Yeah, yeah, yeah. it could be so much so... The idea of of being somewhere on an even keel mm. is almost thought of now as like not enough. Yeah, but actually, is there anything better? In a way, it's <clears> like <throat> well, just being sort of even and living in the moment in a chaotic life is is kind of uh, I don't know something peaceful about. Yeah, that, yeah. I suppose. <coughs> <coughs> Excuse me, I need a cough. <coughs> I didn't have any water. Your family, uh huh, they make you happy or furious. <laughs> um, ha- they make me happy and furious, <laughs> both. Yeah, yeah. So, but you know, most of the time they make me happy. But obviously, having a family, there's going to be times when they make you furious as well. Yeah, because we're all human beings. Yeah, we're all human. We're all mad. You know. Um. So you've got a uh, you've got a little boy called Arthur. Uh-huh. And I nearly called him Steve there. Because <laughs> Steve, I've yeah. Named him Steve. <laughs> uh, where? Um, tell me about Arthur. Arthur. Do, you, do you see true happiness in the innocence that is? Yeah, I mean, he drives me up the wall. Up, yeah, you know, lose. You know, we lose our temper with him on a daily basis, but then he also, you know, makes us laugh on a daily basis. But that's just. Yeah. Having children, I think. Yeah. I think uh, everybody thinks that their children, I don't know. Yeah. That, but there's times like, for example, yesterday we went to watch something at his school and um, like I just found myself just grinning. Like yeah. I just thought, oh, like I'm actually, I'm not, I don't even realise that I'm doing it, but you're just like yeah. smiling because you're just really happy like that. And it's kind of a surreal feeling that, oh, I'm here watching my son, yeah, like sing in a school <laughs> thing, you know, my yeah. son. It's just a bit weird because you can still remember when you did that as a kid. Yeah, yeah. So it's a bit surreal, and it like t- moments like that just make you like happy, I think. And then you kind of forget about whether you've got any other troubles like money or whatever. Mm. Like they're the true moments that actually make you happy. So you seem it sounds like you're pretty good at recognizing the moments. Yeah. So I think a lot of people are not they're no, no good at recognizing. Yeah. Them. I think culturally we're very good at recording the moments. Yeah, so everyone's yeah. got a phone camera and everyone's like how do I present this moment as yes. what it what it should have been. But it's But I think sure. more and more you're just like you people don't yeah. sit and recognize the moment. I think that's it seems really simple what you just said, but actually that's like really, that's great. 
that yeah. made me really smile. And it's like, fuck yeah, that's that's the moment. Yeah, yeah. It's and all it, part of the. But it's know, just you know, like <clears throat> like I dropped him off to school this morning, and you know, again, like coming back to my job and happiness and everything. If I had another job, I wouldn't really probably be able to drop him off to school. So yeah. that's all. If I have to sacrifice a little bit of money yeah. so that I can do that, then they're the sort of things you can never get back. They're the times you can never get back. So yeah. like, and like when I, I always smile when I drop him off to school because I watch him and like he goes into the classroom and they have like a blazer and a cap and everything that they wear. And it's just funny seeing him interact <laughs> with his friends and yeah. seeing him like take his thing off and all that kind of stuff. And it's just, yeah, like that stuff again, just when I just makes you smile when you don't even, it's just those little things. Yeah. Because it's like, oh my God, look, he's going out there and they're, they're his friends, which is, you know, because yeah. I, I always just think back on my own childhood and then it's yeah. just... What your friends were like. Yeah, yeah. Stuff. And then yeah, it's yeah. like he's starting his little journey yeah. through life now where he's going to meet some friends, wow. you know. And, yeah, it's just stuff like that. That's, they're the little simple things. And I think we all take them for granted. And me as well, you know, like <clears throat> talking about being there in the moment. And I think this is the difference when you work for yourself or you run your own business is that is on your mind like 24 hours mm. a day. Yeah, yeah. So sometimes it's quite difficult to be there in the moment because yeah. you're actually thinking about this thing to do with your business, yeah, whatever yeah. it may be. Definitely. <clears throat> um, so like that side of things has its ups and its downs, but yeah, that realising those little moments are... I think that's really good. I think that, yeah, the fact that you are very engaged with them and can recognise them. Mm. Genuinely, it's quite But like I said, rare. not I always, not, all, not always though. Yeah, like sometimes course, yeah. Katie will like hit me and say he's talking to you and like I haven't even realised like, he's <laughs> asking me a question like 10 times in a row. Yeah, yeah. Because I'm either sitting there doing something on my phone. Yeah. Like an email. Of course, or, of course. But um, So yeah, like it's not always perfect. Yeah, no, of course. But, but being able to recognise those good, mm. good things in life and not being... Consumed by the negatives, I yeah, guess, yeah, the doubts, and, the worry, like, and I think, stuff. like, coming back to happiness for me, it's I want to be able to, when we're older and he's older and he's making decisions to go and what he wants to do with the rest of his life, that we'll be in a financial position to be able to support that as well mm. but also I want to be like you know whatever you want to do like think about what you want to do on a daily basis that's going to make you happy yeah don't necessarily think about it from a financial what am I going to do on a daily basis that's going to make me the most money because that won't necessarily make you happy yeah and this is uh, this is something that I'm really fascinated by and get obsessive over yeah is that that i don't think in that much of a distant future that work will be non-existent in the sense of what we do now mm. the way we do work now because there was an industrial revolution 
and there was the kind of the movement of capitalism that defines our culture now, which is you grow up, become educated in a certain way, yeah. Then, in order, effectively, in order to provide a service to society, and for that, you're rewarded with money, which you can then put back into society by thing, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think that entire concept in I don't know when, but I think in a, in a relatively short amount of time will be gone. Yeah. And I wonder what future generations will be doing with their day. Yeah, yeah. And I like, think... What look, are we going to be doing? With when, the way the those... future is going, you know, like, you... If you wanted to earn good money and you wanted a good job and a good career, then you'd be like, right, you go to uni, study, and you become a GP a lawyer you love GPs don't you? I don't know why I third a surgeon <laughs> like do you know what I mean You go, and then you think right they're going to be but in years to come I think they're actually going to be hard ways to earn like that's a hard route to go down to get to earning money because you've got to do X amount of years of studying at well, that, uni that, I think I'm, th- I'm saying like even beyond that I'm saying when the con- the very concept of earning of doing a thing to earn money is out is gone, right? Because it's been replaced by machines that do it, right? Okay, yeah. And that is there's practically every job you can think of now can be completed by a machine. Mm. Um, there's a few. I often think like entertainers might be one of. I'm not sure that we'll ever completely hand that over. Yeah, yeah. Um, but then it's always going to need to be a human to control the machine when it goes Yeah, right. but a lot less of them. A so lot less, 100 yeah. machines, you can have one person. But I mean, like, look in, but is there? Look in Tesco's, they tried to get rid of the old thing with I know, self-scan. but is there going to be? <laughs> because once the machines learn how to fix themselves yeah. or fix their counterparts, yeah. I'm not necess- I'm not saying, like... I don't think it's a bad thing. I think it's something we completely can't understand Mm. right now. And I wonder, like, when we don't work for money, Mm. what are we going to do with ourselves? We'll probably just, not us, but, like, future generations will probably just get up and entertain themselves all the time. Or then that's when the war against the robots start. I guess so, yeah, probably will. But... (laughs) But I think, like, yeah. going back to, like, Arthur's generation, I actually think that the people that are going to have the best imagination and be the most imaginative mm. are going to do the best. Yeah. Because because of the internet and everything, and mm. it's about trying to think of that one idea. I think that's probably always been the case. Yeah. You know, everything has come from people imagining yeah. being better at yeah. something. And I think, but I think now, you know, obviously the internet's quite a big thing now and with our, in our generation, but it's only it going to get... popular, yeah. It's only going to get bigger and bigger. And I think more and more people, you know, like you look at, like a lot of my clients, for example, uh, start like work from home and mm. that's starting to become more and more of a big thing, people working from home. You don't actually go to a place to yeah. work anymore you just do it from your laptop at home mm-hmm. so i think that as the generations go by that's going to become even bigger oh yeah and yeah. you know it's so easy to set up uh 
you know, a website online nowadays. You can mm. do it in like minutes. Yeah. And like you have this idea and then all of a sudden you've got a business out of nowhere. Yeah. But if everyone's doing that, again, we're, oh, this isn't even... Yeah, you could go on. We mentioned before recording that uh, you've had a difficult year. Yes. And like I said, I'm going to let you say as much or as little about that as you feel comfortable doing. Yeah, so... But I think the reason I would bring it up is that recently, um, you know I love all of your online content. Yeah. Uh, Johnny's amazing online. He's at the fitness dad. I don't go on Twitter. Yes. Do you do Twitter? I don't know. I've got Twitter, but like... You know, I love your Instagrams. I genuinely watch Instagram all of them and, and Facebook go. is probably the two. Partly because I just love you so much, <laughs> but also I do find everything you say engaging and interesting. Anyway, yeah. So even if you don't know Johnny, you should check him out at the Fitness Dad. Yes. But so, recently, you've you've been you've started yeah. a new blog. And you've been talking about. Uh, yeah, so I've been talking year. about. So earlier this year. Um, about seven months ago now, we was supposed to be having our second son, um, Henry, who actually ended up being stillborn. So I've started talking about it on social media a lot more. So my social media platforms have always been fitness related, mm-hmm. about dieting, weight loss, exercise. But I've started to do posts about baby loss and stillborn and sort of raise awareness and give a dad's perspective of that side of the story. And then I've recently started a blog on it as well. And it's been a bit of a process and a bit of a a journey. And I actually find that the writing about it on there, it because I feel it's going to help people in some way, so I've had, since I've started doing it, and I've probably only started posting about it for about two weeks, three yeah, weeks now, yeah. I think. And um, I've had so many messages from people, like ridiculous, never had as many messages as I have from mums who have been through it, dads who have been through it, mums who haven't been through it, dads who haven't been through it. Mm. Um, and just sort of relating to it, and like the mums are saying, oh... Like, I'm glad like, I came across you because my husband doesn't really talk about it. Yeah. And this has given me... And uh, Like, I told him about your post and he said that's kind of how he feels. And she said that's the only way we've ever first started talking about it. Oh, so wow. it gives... So, like, one, it's, it's my little way of feeling like I'm actually doing something. Mm-hmm. Um, and also it's a way of me just getting it off of my own chest as well. Because yeah. I think as a as a man, and I still find it difficult to sit in front of like my family and stuff and talk about it. Yeah, I can talk about it more now than I could at yeah, the very yeah. beginning, but I still just find it quite difficult. I don't know why, but I feel like if I just put it on there, yeah, then you can read it and then you know, yeah, and yeah. also other people know and understand, and it might help help other dads for example realize look you know the way i'm feeling is actually quite normal yeah um because it's been quite a long journey you know like if i've had people message me that 
have said it, you know, they had a stillborn only three months ago and their husband doesn't really talk about it. And I think after the first three months, I would have sort of been, there was no way I would have posted it on yeah, social yeah, media. But I've also always been quite vocal on social media anyway. Yeah. So, yeah, it just seemed like the right thing to do. And I don't think that men should then have to start voicing their opinions on social media. No. But I think just talking about it more in general to people and people like especially the people that are closer to you helps like considerably. Yeah, I think um it's obviously like we've been very close during the the whole yeah. journey and everything. Um and I know that like early on it's very difficult for you to articulate because you kind of haven't worked out what you're feeling at all, right? Yeah, because yeah. like um, it's just awful. Yeah, it is just like it's the last thing you would ever ever imagine being able to deal with. But then suddenly, here it is. Yeah, I'm dealing with it. Right. Yeah, and and I, and I think there's like there's there's two. I think definitely the current way of like psychological thinking is you've got to talk, you've got to get everything out of the open. Yeah. Don't bottle things up. Don't do that. Yeah, and I'm sure like for a lot of people that is a very cathartic thing to do yeah but one it's got to be if you're going to do that it's got to be when you already have worked out how you're going to do it right mm. um but also i remember thinking at the time when everyone's going on at you because i've had this where people go like you got to talk to me about yeah, talk yeah. to me about this feeling or your problem or whatever and sometimes you just go actually i've tried that too it's no good talking. Yeah. Um, and sometimes that's all right as well. Yeah, yeah. I feel like we've got a culture now of like... You have to talk you got to talk about everything. Yeah, yeah. And I think that's partly because we've had like a real... A genuine problem in masculinity of like... Depression. Men don't talk about stuff. Yeah. So we do... So that, And that can be hugely damaging. Yeah. But I don't think that the that it's as black and white as like... No. No, you've got to talk about everything. You've got to express Yeah, yeah, no, 100%. You're right. And I think... You like I think it's good to talk, but everybody's ready to talk at different stages. Mm. So one man, it might be five years down the line. It's like actually I don't know why, yeah. but something's changed, and I yeah. feel like I've, like you said, processed everything and finally made sense of it in your own head. Yeah. So you can then actually express it. Yeah. Um. And I think that that's where, you know, I've also had people message me saying, oh, me and my wife have recently just got a divorce because mm -hmm. we just couldn't carry on living together oh, after wow. what happened and stuff. Yeah, yeah. And I can see why that would happen yeah. as well. Because um, it's too, you're in like a, something's, you're in a cage, aren't you? Yeah, yeah, and it's like, like it's all this here. thing yeah. has happened and your whole world has just changed. And what actually happens is you as people have changed. Mm. maybe you haven't realised yeah, yeah. but you've both changed yeah um, and you kind of you you have to try and remember who the people who that person was before yeah and why like you fell in love with them before and stuff like that because during a time like this you've both changed and you might look at that other person and think it's 
I remember kind of looking at Katie at some points and kind of think it's like, I think she felt the same because we ended up having a conversation about it. And I think she looked at me and I looked at her and thought, I kind of feel like I'm living with a stranger because you've changed so much. Yeah, yeah. You know, um, she's always been like a real bubbly person, mm. centre of attention. And when this first happened, like all of that disappeared. Yeah. And obviously there's a reason why. Yeah. But I think as well, as a man, like you go back to work so soon afterwards, like two weeks, I had two weeks off. I remember, yeah. And then went back into work and you're kind of thrown straight back into reality again. You've kind of, Mm. you know, you you go to work, you obviously, first time you see people, you have that conversation about it. Mm. Um, And then sort of a week later, everything is kind of, you're getting up in the morning, you're going to work, you're doing the same things again. You don't, you don't, you haven't forgotten about it and you don't feel the same but you're having to get on with because you've still got bills to pay. You've still got, you don't want to throw financial crap on top of the crap you're already going through. And then what I kind of struggled with was after sort of two, three weeks of going to work and kind of getting on with it, I would then come home and she's still at that beginning stage. Yeah. So then it could be very difficult because you come through the door and there's this like, um, just this atmosphere in the house where it's all of a sudden goes down again. Yeah. And I don't know, I think because you, I went back to work so soon, you find yourself taking what happened and putting it in a box. Yeah. And almost pretending it never happened. Yeah, yeah. So I was kind of doing that and processing that. And then I'd come home and she was still in that, Yeah, you know, where... And then you've suddenly got to crack the box open again. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. And so what we found quite difficult, and I think she found difficult for me, was that she thought, oh, you're kind of over it. You don't ever want to talk about it anymore. And it's like it's... It gets to a stage where after, like, I don't know, we're, we're probably talking about six weeks after um, he was born, that it's just like draining. Yeah, yeah. Like like I've been to work. I don't particularly want to be at work. I've been, you know, had the odd conversation about it at work, acted like everything's kind of normal. And then I come home and then like we're going over the same stuff again. Yeah. And it's like just like so tiring and so draining look at the time I thought the easiest way to deal with it is just to kind of give really short one word answers mm-hmm. but actually that in the long run wasn't the best thing to do but at the time but is it what you maybe it's what you needed because yeah I'm kind of like I can see both yeah. ends of that scale but I feel like and I then I think in your in your place yeah like, and I think we both fell into a thing where we are. We started processing the grief and everything on our own instead mm. of as a couple, and then that's where we started to maybe run into a few issues. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Instead of processing yeah. it together and talking about it and realizing they're going through it, you kind of become a little bit selfish. Yeah. I think. Yeah. And then that's where the issues happen. Like she wants to talk about it. I don't want to talk about it. 
Yeah. Like that's my way of dealing with it at the moment. Yeah, and it's really tricky because literally everything comes down to communication. So yeah. like, you <clears throat> you need to deal with it by not talking about it yet, right? She needs to deal with it by talking about it. Yeah. And going over and over and over it. Because that was her way of trying to yeah, and process think... it and but like by by vocalizing it. And that is just a difference of personality, I guess. Yeah. Isn't it? And I think as well it's the different difference in each person's like role in the situation so because she's the mum it's her body mm. it happened while she was carrying him yeah so she feels like it's her fault yeah she's just wants reassurance about everything and yeah. that can get after a while because it's just going over the same stuff over and over and over and over again it it could get quite draining yeah but I can see why she want she needs that and why yeah, she yeah. wants that. But at the time, maybe I, you know, was looking at it from more of a like I just don't want to talk about it at the moment. Yeah, and I think you know, even you saying that, there's an inference in what you just said that's like maybe I made a mistake, but I am here to say that I don't think there was any mistake. Yeah, I think there is no way. To handle it, except to do what you do. But do you feel like it, if you could sort of do it again now that you've had more time to process, that you would do something differently? I, don't, I think I don't it's know. easy to say, like, well, now I've had time to process, so I'll do it differently. But chances are, if you went back to the beginning, you'd do it exactly the same because yeah. that's just the way. Yeah, it's you, the only way. The way you, yeah. you're processing it all at a time. The only way to handle something like that is the way that you handled it. Yeah, and to be honest, it wasn't... We didn't start opening up and talking a little bit more until it got to the stage where it was like... We started having conversations about whether we were still happy together. Yeah. And then you had to go away and think about, like, what what are we really having this conversation? Yeah. (laughs) Like, I can't imagine not being with, with her... And then it was like, okay, so now we need to start talking about how we're both feeling so yeah. the other one understands why we're feeling like yeah, that. Yeah. And then we can, you know, and it was the basic, probably the issue that most people have, she feels like I'd moved on and didn't want to ever talk about it anymore. And I kind of, yeah, I suppose that, and then once we started expressing why like my reasoning at the time was because you're coming to me for reassurance mm. and to be honest I don't really know what to say yeah yeah we can't so the only thing I can do is kind of say nothing at all because I don't I don't really know what to say yeah. basically I was just like lost for words how could you yeah. yeah so but I mean since then we've come a long long way you know, in I think months. you're incredible people. The way you've handled it, the way you continue continue to handle it, is. Uh, and I don't. You're an inspiration, quite honestly. You. So. And I don't think, and I don't blame people that end that end up splitting up because of it. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Because, like I said, it there's a lot more involved. You know. Uh, everybody's situation is different. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and and also, like, 
everything we do in life is often like misdirected at something else. So, mm. uh, you know, people people move house. This is like a really it seems tenuous, but like people move house because they are unhappy in a job. Yeah, seemingly disconnected. So, but they haven't realised the job's the the problem. Yes. So they think, what can I change? Well, I could sell the house and get a new one and move area. But then they go back to the job and it's like, oh, so it, so then they go, right, now I need to change something else. So they get divorced yeah. or something. And like, so people do that all the time. So when you've got the absolute extreme that you guys have been through, <clears throat> the idea that people would try anything, try any big change to try to solve the grief. Yeah. It totally makes I sense. I mean, again, we, yeah. you know, like, Katie used to say to me, like, I don't, I want to sell the house. I want to move. Mm. Don't like it here anymore. Like, everywhere, everything just reminds me of being pregnant with him. Yeah, yeah. And I just want to get away from that. This house reminds me of it, you know, because she, we, we live in a village which is quite a local village. So if you go into the calf down the road, they get to know you and they yeah. know that you're pregnant. And then it was like, She's now got to, I ended up, if we got food from there, I would always go in. Yeah, yeah. Because she said, I don't want to go in there because they're going to ask, Kebab oh, shop, you've yeah. had the baby, how's the baby? Yeah. And then you've got to explain to them or you've just got to lie and go along with it. Yeah. Um, yeah. Which is just like... So like you, you go through that, that, like, I just want to sell a house and just move. You want to run away and you want to start afresh. Mm. But like you said, that's not always the best yeah. thing to do. Yeah, because actually what what probably is reminding you of everything is yourself. Yeah. You you, you will never be able to Because then you might move far away. You can abandon a house, but you can't abandon it. Yeah, the, and you might move far away and then actually be regret selling that house because a year later, that house you have all those memories of being pregnant with him in that house and that yeah, comforts yeah. you. Yeah, yeah. You know, and then yeah. you've sold it and now someone else is living in there and then yeah. it's like, I wish we didn't do that. Um, so, yeah, like writing about it, it's strange because as a parent, like you have these big dreams of like, everybody thinks their kids are like the best, obviously, yeah. they're your kids. And you have this like dream that they're going to go on to be something great even the hitlers probably thought yeah nice kid yeah <laughs> weird moustache and nice i mean kid. they might maybe they might have been proud of him maybe yeah, maybe maybe um so my thought process has kind of changed look you know he's henry's not here here anymore but he can have a different impact on the world yeah through me voicing this. Yeah, yeah. And, um, you know, we've said we could do charity work and stuff like that, so we're trying to have an impact. And um, I think, look, by doing this, that's my way of trying to make sure he still has some sort of impact and he might actually end up having a bigger impact on the world than if he was actually here. That's such a lovely thing to, to um, do. 
And one of the ways I was processing stuff at the time is because Katie always used to say, why did this happen to us? You know, you, you'd walk past people in the street and you'd see them with a baby and you'd be like, how, what, you know, why have they got a baby? Why haven't we got mm. a baby? Why, you know, not that you wish it to happen to anyone, but why did it happen to us? And my way of sort of dealing with it was always like, well, I don't know if things happen for a reason or if they don't, but maybe it happened to us because we're going to go on and do something mm. good out of something bad and maybe it didn't happen to them because they're not that type of people. Yeah. I think that's, yeah, I think that's a really, you know, it's just a really But I think that's way a way of, of trying to make yourself feel better and process it and... But that's but then maybe things do happen for a reason. That's what we have to do. You know, we have to do that, or we yeah, like life you know. is is too painful to not yeah do that mm. to to fight. My take on it, not your situation, but like anything. That whole question of like, why did this happen? Yeah, to yeah, me? Like things happen to me. Reason, I yeah. think like my my feeling is just from where I look at stuff is like the. The true realization that would bring contentness, happiness, whatever it may be, of why did this bad thing happen to me? Not necessarily your thing, but just anything when you yeah, have that yeah. question is, in a weird way, because life is chaos. Yeah. That's that's just the way I look at the world. It's yeah, like, yeah. Everything's chaos. It There is no why. Yeah. And in a weird way, if you really like can, and it's impossible to actually, maybe not impossible, but it's very difficult to actually live in that because we are human beings with yeah, yeah. bias and emotion and all of this yeah. about things. But if you could really, and I guess this is really like the key to being truly like living in the moment type happy. Yeah. If nothing is controllable, then all you can do is decide how to feel about a thing. Yeah, yeah. And so if the answer is, why did this happen to us? If the answer is, like a lot of people would go, because we did a bad thing in some way, or, you know, there's, there, is, there is a universe doing mm. things or whatever, or religion or whatever it may yeah. be. My feeling is it happened because stuff happens and good stuff happens to us and bad stuff happens to us and normal stuff happens to us and all the other billions of people that have and will ever live and in the in the in the biggest picture possible nothing matters yeah 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 <laughs> and even though it matters it doesn't yeah and in a weird way i don't know if i'm explaining it very well but maybe that's like the ultimate piece is yeah. like and because it, it did, it just did. And with with this happening to us, you kind of then think, do you know what life is? Life can just change like like yeah. that, like instantly. Yeah, for the good or for the bad. So, and it goes really fast. Mm. So there's not really any time to be doing stuff that doesn't really make you that happy. If you know what I mean, like a job that like you hate, yeah, it's like you kind of think, do you know what? What's the point? May as well try and yeah, like life's too short. So go and do something that makes you happy instead. Yeah, 
and take that risk to do it because like life can change instantly and then you might all of a sudden not have that opportunity to do that anymore because life has changed and then you're going to regret that what a what a sweet wrap up <laughs> that's great i love it uh thanks so much for sharing those stories that's not a problem um, i really appreciate it and it's nice just to chat about it on a thursday morning yeah in the grey skies room. With a lovely Thanks very much for coming in. Seriously, it was great. And uh, go and look for The Fitness Dad on Instagram mm-hmm. and Facebook a little bit. And just generally, just go and find him. Because honestly, even if you don't know Johnny, he's full of great ideas and following... And I'm the worst person to do it. But if you could bring yourself out of your own melancholy to follow his fitness ideas he is very knowledgeable and expert and freaking awesome and if you live anywhere nearby south buckinghamshire you should hire him yeah yeah that'd be a uh, good idea he's amazing (laughs) he's amazing in every way love you mate thanks for coming thank you very much have a nice day bye